Welcome to the Skin Philosophy Edit with your host, myself, Anna-Louise Kenny. I'm here to bring to you the knowledge and skills to level up your business. We are speaking to industry experts across the industry to make sure that you're getting your knowledge in skincare, equipment, ingredients, and everything else you need to make sure you have the best of your business. Hello and welcome to the Skin Philosophy Edit. Today I'm speaking with Sarah Jane McGrath. Sarah Jane I've known for the last minimum 10, 11 years and she's been in the industry for the last 18 years running clinics, being an educator and now she's going to be a skincare educator for a brand new up and coming skincare line in called ASAP in Ireland. So hello, Sarah Jane. Hi, thanks for having me today. (laughs) (laughs) Great to have you in. Yeah. Um, Okay, so um, tell me a little bit about the role going forward. You're this um, company, that skincare company, they do peels and everything like that. Tell me about them. Yes, so I've just started the job now in three weeks time. Yeah. Um, It's with National Distribution um, for ASAP Skincare. It's an Australian cosmeceutical uh, company. Um, so yes, we have a variety of facials, skin peels, um, obviously the skincare line, as well as their facial electrical machine as well. Okay, amazing. Yeah, because you were saying they have the electrical machine and they have, um, it's microdermabrasion and... Um, and sonophoresis. And very nice. So the sonophoresis then just explaining to people is just pushing ingredients deeper into the skin using electrical current. Yes. Yeah, perfect. And then their peels, what do their peels look like? Um, so they have a variety um, yeah. of like, like your glycolic, your lactic. Yeah. Um, so they're a blend of peels. All right. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, that's going to be an exciting. Yeah, so looking forward to because I'm still only learning yeah. about the company. So looking forward to training up in it. Yeah, and you're going to be educating then all of the clinics that are taking it on yeah. and supporting them. Very nice. Um, okay, so if we start from the beginning then. So if you want to start and let the listeners know how you got into the industry, what made you come into this industry, what kind of education you've done and how you developed um, I suppose I started the reason I got into the industry was my aunt was a beauty therapist okay. and obviously a young girl watching my aunt waxing the family at home and we, my mum comes from a huge family so there's all there's like nine girls so they were all getting waxed at home so I was watching <laughs> it the whole time so um, I, that's where my love came from I was like oh this I think this is what I want to do Yeah. Um, so I was 17 when I started out in the industry when I went to college and I went to Waterford College uh, for other education and yeah. did my eye tech, zip tech, and Sedesco face and body and electrolysis. Yeah, yeah. Um, from there, I started then in salons around my hometown. Yeah. And worked in a few different uh, salons to day spas to um, beauty salons that were specific in makeup. And actually, makeup became quite a passion of mine then. Yeah. Um, and then back in 2008, I went to Australia working for a year. And I worked in a specialist clinic in Darwin, um, Advanced yeah. Body Image. Uh, Katie that owns it is amazing. Um, so far advanced in skincare back then than yeah. what we were here. 2008. Yeah. Like if you think about it, we were barely in the door at the time. Yeah, there was nothing like that. Yeah. And that's where my love of skincare came yeah. from, was from watching her. Um, we worked with the DMK yeah. over there and she had everything from, I think she had 10 laser machines. Oh, wow. In the salon, yeah. And she did the cosmetic tattooing. And yeah. we'd obviously the microdermabrasion. Yeah. Um, she just had such a variety. And it was a small little salon, but we had like a crazy amount of treatments. 
Um, but the passion out of all the therapists as well as the management there was just unreal that it just came through us. And do you think it was like her and her vision or Australia in general was just I think it was advanced. her and her vision that really, really yeah she was amazing so passionate about skincare yeah and that's where I learned so much and I only worked there for about four months and I learned so much in that four months working yeah. there yeah that when I came home it was like right skincare is where I'm going yeah <laughs> it's interesting though because I do say this to students it's it's so good if you get into a very good place you'll learn so much even just doing six months work experience yeah. you know before you set up on your own or that it's, oh, it definitely. is once you get into a key place yeah yeah um so yeah so I stayed out there for just a year um I tried to go back out there, but it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> Something happened with the visas and we couldn't oh get God. out. So, yeah, yeah, she wanted me back out and all. And I was like, oh, yeah. But um, came home and kind of jumped in and out a few different jobs because at the time there was a major skin. Yeah. So I was just kind of in and out a bit of work, um, different salons, beauty salons, day spas to kind of just get more experience, build myself up. Um, and then I started working in a salon was assist- and built myself up to be an assistant manager in a, in a beauty salon. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't until my um, job that I'm just um, working in now, it's months yeah. I'm just finishing up in, um, that that's where I kind of got into the aesthetic side of things. Yeah. Um, so it was actually a company owned by two men and it's one at the moment. And they brought 3D Lipo to Ireland. Yeah. And they were like, OK, here's a business. Off you go, basically. Um, so I set the company up from scratch and that was 10 years ago. Yeah, because when you came to me that time, because you came in and it was very much, your approach was, it's your baby. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I took it on as yeah. my baby, yeah, even though it wasn't my business. But yeah. um, I suppose I had the run of it like my own business because yeah. I had, um, I brought in what products I wanted in, what treatments I wanted in. Yeah. Um, as the two owners were didn't have a beauty background or a skin background or a medical yeah. background. Yeah. So they just, they had connection to 3D Life in the UK. Yeah. And that's how it came about. Yeah. Um, so from there, yeah. So I was able to grow my kind of little passion and what I, my yeah. vision of what I wanted to work with. So how did you decide? Because I had to do with the same with up north with... Um, uh, therapy at the time and how did you decide what you wanted to bring in like what what, what did you because I know DMK was one of them yeah. and DMK is amazing yeah I suppose after working with DMK in Australia yeah I wanted something different and I didn't want something that the other salons had yeah um, I wanted something exclusive to our clinic yeah. um, so that's what drove me towards DMK yeah um, and then we brought in uh, the Dermapin oh yeah uh, last year and I think I was like three or four years looking. I think I was even on to you about different needle devices. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to find the right one. And for some reason, I tend to always go back and look at what's going on in Australia. Yeah. When it comes yeah. to um, yeah. products and devices. I'm yeah. kind of, I watch the Australian market an awful lot. Yeah. To see what's going on over there to see what's what I could think of bringing here. Yeah, yeah. It is. It is. Um, Australia is very advanced. It's so yeah. Even now, because even with Australia is the way I see the industry will be eventually. So say like laser hair removal, it's ten dollars a session. You go in, you get top ups all the time. You just don't get waxed. Yeah. It's just everywhere's laser. So, yeah, it's interesting to look at it because you would have presumed that America would be that way. Yeah. But America was slow to follow because yeah. they were even after us, because I remember that time. When I was setting up the that the clinics in two thousand and eight, two thousand and nine, 
they um, with laser hair removal. America wasn't big into it. No, they haven't been. No, I think it's now it's only kind of really starting yeah. to kick off in the States. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Um, so speaking of the States as well, you have been writing for and this is actually a really good trade magazine for anyone that's looking to um, learn more information about the industry or any treatments coming out or anything like that um there's a magazine called dermoscope it's an american magazine yeah. and you've wrote a few articles yes i have <laughs> <laughs> well done. that's brilliant um yes yeah, so i've been writing for them for the last two years now yeah um they're uh, a magazine and they're also online so yeah. they have a fantastic online path platform as well yeah um especially if there's anything in particular you you want to find out about you can actually go into the archive and see the different articles there yeah um, but yeah, they're an amazing magazine over there. So I've read, I wrote two articles so far, and I've one coming out now in May. Okay. Um, one of them actually was on handheld devices. Yes. Last year. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think I've spoken awful lot because of COVID and how much handheld devices came about. Like, yeah. Came so popular in COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I know ourselves in the clinic, we sold so much of your oh, own devices. <laughs> Um, during COVID, everyone was buying anything they could do for home treatments. Yeah. Um. So that was last year's, and then just in the January issue, I wrote actually an awful lot on um skin health and contraceptive filler. Okay. And how it affects the skin. Interesting, because I actually missed that article now. I I must have a look for it. But yeah, yeah, that's very good. So how was what was your conclusion with contraceptive and? how it's affecting with it. So the big thing that I, I suppose that I, I focused an awful lot on the article was on consultation with your therapist. Yeah. Um, To understand how your pill works, yeah. what hormones are in the pill. That's a good point. And the consultation and the fact that you have to understand that it'll take a minimum six months, maybe more, Yeah. before that pill effects are actually out of the system before your skin can return. Oh, to, minimum. Yeah, minimum. So like if you... um. I was on the implant for years, Implamon, which goes into your arm. Mm -hmm. It's a little bar. It releases progesterone, which means it's more testosterone based, less estrogen based. And actually that helps with aging because the progesterone and testosterone is the reason why men look better than we do. Um, (laughs) And my my skin changed and everything like that. But when the Implamon wore off, it was at least... Because they say it anyways, if you're having children, you need a year and a half after that yes, before you can even worry about not being able to. And um, they, it was a year and a half and I started getting emotional about everything. I'd cry at ads. I never cry. I don't cry. It was literally the oestrogen was rushing back yeah. into my body. But laser hair removal I had done and it was it was, I'd say. 50% on, uh, grew back from that wearing off. alone with laser hair removal because we, we do the IPL in work yeah. and I have to stress this so much especially girls I suppose in their 30s yeah. are now having kids women seem to be having kids kind of 30s a lot more yeah. these days in that age group up so we kind of have to make sure that anyone if they're saying they're off the pill you know you do have to look into all this with them as well to make yeah. sure okay are you trying because otherwise if we do we could change everything or if they're coming off the pill yeah. She start trying that the hair. Yeah. Just. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent because, OK, it was fine with my legs and underarms, but bikini was definitely like yeah. it was just it's it is it is. And people don't realize that even stuff like stress, cr- stimulating hormones yeah. means that like yeah. you're not going to get the same results Pulse. from no, it. I yeah. had a thyroid imbalance a couple of years ago and I had okay. like my hair removal done. And when I balanced out my thyroid, I did all natural balancing. Yeah. Um, 
all my hair just came back up. Really? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so explain the thyroid balancing naturally. I love this. Um, I went to a kinesiologist. Okay. Um, where I live. Yeah. Um, and they gave me natural drops, supplements to take to help balance out okay. back my thyroid. And were you under or over? Um, it was just imbalanced. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So okay. it wasn't actually like I didn't have an actual thyroid issue. They okay. were seeing it was just off yeah. balance when they do the kinesiology. Yeah. So they wanted to just balance everything back out. Okay. Um, because I do think thyroid is an issue with a lot of people, like for tiredness and stuff. Mm-hmm. How did? Why did? What made you go to it the? Was kin- tired, tiredness. That tiredness. Yeah. 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 Well, it was my tiredness and my gut. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, that's where she picked up on it. Okay, yeah. interesting. And thyroid, is, it seems to be um, it's something we come across an awful lot in the clinic. Yeah. With with um, mine's yeah. it's a huge, huge issue with yeah. a lot of people are. Yeah, because I remember years ago when I was teaching the laser, I used to say in the laser training, it was like one in 20, 20 people um, have thyroid issues. But I actually think now, seeing the amount of people, it's a lot more. Yeah. A lot more women like... I would say most of my aunts have on on one side of the family actually all have thyroid issues. You know, it's it's crazy the amount of people that suffer with it and it does affect you. And when you go in and this was another thing, especially with the NHS in the UK, you have to be a very high amount off for them to go. Yeah, there's an issue. So you could be feeling rubbish and they're like, oh, no, you're okay. It might be a little bit off, but it's no it's no problem. And it's like you have to be really unbalanced to actually get medication for it. Yeah, it's completely different. But and so you went to see the kinesiologist. Yes. Yeah, that's so interesting. All of that. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I do tend to go a lot more naturally on the road when I when I I try and treat things naturally first. And if not, I will go the medical if something isn't. Okay, okay. Um, but yeah, no, I find the kinesiology very good. Yeah. It's weird and you're like, what are they doing to me? <laughs> <laughs> and did they just do um, a, a mix of herbs in a tablet or? Um, no, it's the liquid essence drops. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. what they, the ones, the kinesiologists I go to, that's what they tend to use an awful lot of. Yeah. I think it's just, it works faster into the system as well yeah, than the liquid absorption. essence. Yeah, yeah, perfect, perfect. Okay, and um, so you're now moving on to a new career pathway and yes. you've just had a baby. Yes. So <laughs> how were you finding like balancing the whole, because we have a lot of people that have to struggle with either setting up a business, working, having children or about to have children so how was the whole process um to be honest it was actually quite difficult to come when i came back to work yeah it was um i suppose i'm the last 18 years 17 years say i was so career career driven and it was all career focused my life was yeah um and i suppose i've worked hard to get where i was and then to have a baby now in the mix and then your life changes yeah and your baby becomes your main priority yeah um and then you're trying to work around uh, childminders yeah. and work times so it was it was a little bit at the start kind of going oh and then there was the guilt of being in work full time because yeah. I went back to work after six months full time yeah and I think it was the guilt then kind of kicked in and was like oh really yeah oh, I think it took me a while to settle back into work yeah and then doing like I was in the clinic I'm doing five full columns like yeah five days a week full columns as well as admin work as well as social media yeah um yeah so it was a lot yeah, yeah. because you're basically you're so when we say five full columns it means like five fully booked days so you're doing five fully booked days and you're also trying to run the place yes. as well that's a lot <laughs> yeah 
especially when it's not even your own business. Yes, it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, so no one you'll be you'll be delighted to get a yeah. start a new page. So I suppose yeah, I had a lot of thinking to do and realised then I needed to find that work life balance but still have that career driven path that I yeah. want to focus on and education has been a massive passion of mine. Yeah. Um and I've been teaching away part time. Yeah. Um so I wanted to go down that and I think mm. when 18 years of knowledge is time to start yeah. giving back a bit of knowledge to yeah. therapists. Yeah, exactly. And it's very satisfying as well, the teaching. It's, yes. It is. And so when with with the clinic and while you're running it, just for anyone that's like now setting up. So what were the struggles that you found with it? What were the highs? What were the lows? Oh, God. <laughs> um, I suppose. I went in hadn't having had an experience of being a therapist and a system manager, but had no manager experience when I went in. Yeah. Um. So I suppose it was Staff. a massive learning. Yeah. Learning, learning yeah. curve, huge learning curve. Um. Um. And then I suppose the big thing was training staff. That was one thing that yeah. I found. That's where I had to kind of focus an awful lot on. Yeah. Was training staff up to our standards that we wanted in the clinic. Yeah. Um, and then, unfortunately, like, you know, you're trying to watch the staff don't leave after you do training. So there was a lot of things I had to implement. Yeah. Into it. Um, yeah. So I suppose anyone starting out and running their own business, yeah. setting up a business, I would recommend having like um, a policy in your uh, contract for your training as well. Yeah. Um, oh yeah in case they do a runner after you've yeah. taught them yeah I know <laughs> this is yeah and it's funny because it, we've kind of caught on to it a, a lot more but like years ago we were really done over for that because people would come learn everything from you and then set up next door and it'd be just like god Jesus <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's so when the policy then would be that you, if you're taking someone on and you are doing training that um you're paying for their training so if they leave they pay back yeah. or something yeah, like that yeah so we did like uh, over two year if you leave within two years of yeah. your training date yeah um so so that was one thing i did have to learn yeah and, and kind of input into the clinic yeah i think i uh, from the sanctuary spa in covent garden when i worked there they basically gave me like a 20 page contract and then a, a employee handbook and everything. And this was 18 years ago. So like it was, you know, it, uh, for me, it was a shock. But to see that then was and they had a, a graded thing of the training. If you left within a year, if you left within two, if you left within three different amounts. And that's where I kind of got that from, because those companies had obviously been done over to at yeah. some stage. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so there was a lot, I suppose there was an awful lot like of learning. Yeah. And just little things like, you know, even down to right. How am I going to bring in a new device? Can yeah. I, like, you know working out the funding first yeah. so setting up like a business plan of yeah what you're going to bring in how much it's going to cost how yeah. much you're going to make from it so it was massive learning everything was the whole, yeah over the last 10 years and then getting staff and getting good staff in and yeah you know finding the right person the right fit for the clinic that the clients yeah you know will take will love as much as they love the rest of the staff do you know with things like that i yeah. find um you just have to learn personalities yeah make sure everything kind of gels well in yeah. In a clinic. Yeah, there's, yeah, politics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so I know that with um, 
people who are in the industry when they're setting up. The hardest thing is trying to decide on a skincare line. Yes. So any tips? Obviously, funding is a big one. Yeah. Um, don't I, think, I suppose you need to make sure like if you go not to go too high starting off. Yeah. In with a brand like yeah. that's because there is there's there's brands that are reasonable to get in for a first time. Yeah. And then there's obviously as you build your your business up and you have more staff that you're able to pay for more expensive brands to get yeah. in. So I suppose you need to make sure because you don't want to end up in debt with yeah. with go, going aiming too high but yeah. aim high that you get a good brand like but there's so much amazing brands out there now so many that are affordable like yeah that are actually you know yeah that salad you can invest in yeah for first time yeah there are there are the ones that are more kind of um less investments there's still a lot that's asking for a big chunk yeah and that's um it is an issue at the start because you want to be able to access the products without going i'm investing in three three of everything out yeah. of the whole range you know it's just yeah. too much because you have a lot of products that will sit in the shelf yeah. if you're not able to sell them and you have to get to know your product and what sells and what's the top sellers yeah um, Yeah. so I suppose you know you do have to you have to learn the brand to see what, what yeah. sells and I suppose the main thing is getting a brand that has active based ingredients to give you real results Yeah. and that's yeah. the most important thing you don't want yeah. clients coming in yeah. unhappy yeah, so you yeah. do want that real result so I do think research is massive yeah so uh, like I know you love DMK mm-hmm. any others oh let me think <laughs> that one always just stands out I do like the dermaceuticals from Dermapen really yeah really yeah mm, I'll have a look Um, they were at the future beauty show yes. yeah. Nicola yeah well, there well was, that's distributing yeah. here in Ireland yeah yeah, yeah. there was like think there was like 10 of them on that stand they were slammed yeah absolutely slammed um but yeah it was it was i haven't tried i haven't tried their stuff yet but yeah yeah um yeah i do like to try new things quite a lot i like to buy little bits from different brands to try out have you heard about these exomes no. So, so some people are calling them exosomes and some people and for me when I look at the word I see exomes that's like pronouncing it so you know the way you've like your peptides your stem cells everything like that so there's this new thing exomes are these um, signaling um, structures within your body that like they're like six times more powerful than your stem cells your peptides and they're pumped full of peptides and stem cells and they're having huge results for the skin they reckon it's going to replace everything there was um there was a lot of talk about it at the last few days at the expo and i've seen the serums actually i meant to buy a couple of his serums and um try them out but they're saying that's the next big thing putting that with your skin needling or say if you're medical with your prp yes. or with your um rf fractional um, needling and ra- radio frequency um, but that seems to be the next big to- talk the next big change because yes. realistically there hasn't been much of a change in the last few years no there hasn't yeah um, now DMK are launching oh right a new I think they're actually having their big thing today in Dublin actually because oh, really? I should have been there for <laughs> I'm finishing up work um, they are bringing in a new stems line okay so it's the next step up in the enzyme therapy there 
Oh, is this what they just brought into the UK? Yes, apparently this is meant to be very good now as well. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to even seeing a bit about that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's it's funny. It's hard to keep an eye on. You just suddenly stuff comes out of nowhere, and you're mm-hmm. like, I never even heard of anything. Yes. But then I was saying to someone yesterday, I was like, if you look at skin needling, I remember microneedling being in an article in two thousand and six in a magazine in I think Gold or something like that, and I trained at it in two thousand and ten. Really, skin needling only got big four or five years ago. Oh, completely! Yeah, yeah, definitely only four or yeah. five years ago. And even at that, we've had COVID, so we've yeah. had lockdown, so there hasn't been. So yeah. it's really, and I suppose I'm seeing an awful lot of the RF microneedling at the moment. Mm. We've seen that a huge amount around. Yeah. So there's so basically, obviously, there's the Morpheus, and that's like the big one, which everyone talks about. That um, the tennis player's mum got done. So um, Morpheus is the one that medics can do, but there are actually ones that therapists can do and the results are very good. Very, very good. I've had a machine from Candela, um, I'd say about seven years. Um, It's it's more superficial than the Morpheus, but it has really good results. Really good. It's one treatment I want to try out next. Oh, I'm I'm crazy. Yesterday at the show, I said to Cosmeditech, because they have one. I was like, when you need a model, I'm free. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, they were packed. We were packed like there wasn't a second. But I'm keep saying it to them. I'm like, give me the machine to try. I want to try it. I just want the treatment. It's so hard to get time to get treatments done ourselves. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I'm getting this week when I'm going back. I'm like, okay, there's a few things like a a deep peel, deep peel this week. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) you know when you feel like that, you're like, get it off. Um, so yeah, so you've exciting things now coming in the future. Yeah, Yeah, it'll be big changes. Yeah, big changes. Um, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, looking forward to change. Think change is good. It's. When it's eighteen years working in salon work, yeah, I think it's it's nice to have a little bit of a change, yeah. Um, and I suppose I feel like I've I've reached where I can at the moment, so now I want to hit towards. I suppose I'm hitting two passions: my skin and my education passion. Yeah. So I'm getting that into one now. So, yeah. So I'm looking yeah. forward to that. And education is good. Yeah. 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 No, I do. I li- I like educating. I'm doing it the last seven years. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. We'll have to watch out for more articles from yes. Dermoscope. Um, yeah. So the next one is in May. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'll keep an eye out. <laughs> the May I've issue. subscribed anyways, <laughs> but I just keep missing this stuff. Yeah, but no, but it's been really nice having you in and having this chat. Yeah, thank, thank you so you. much for having me. And thank you, Sarah Jane, for coming in. <laughs>